Keely Duncan, and you are listening to the Strong and Beautiful Women podcast, where strong and beautiful women share their stories. I want you to listen, be inspired, and believe in your own strength and beauty, because I believe we are all so strong, so beautiful, and so much more. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to Cassie Doors. She's a dear friend and the voice behind the blog, Still She Laughs. Today, she's going to talk to us about a difficult divorce, how she stayed positive through it, found purpose in her pain, and what exactly led her to start her blog. She's also giving us just some really great life advice that I think everyone will benefit from. All right, so I've got Cassidy Doors here with me today. She is such a sweetheart. Um, Everything she's been through, she's handled with such grace and just the best attitude, and I'm just so thankful for your willingness to share. Cassie, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Keely, for having me. I'm so excited and a little nervous, of course. Oh, you're going to do great. But I'm excited. So this part of Cassidy's story isn't particularly easy, but we decided we need to tell it to acknowledge the pain that Cassidy has felt, but also to acknowledge how she's grown from the pain and um, how she's become the strong woman that she is today. After dating four years and um, three years of marriage, Cassidy's husband decided to leave and move on with his life and with her brother's wife, which left Cassidy and her brother without spouses. Okay, so so I want to go back to the night, your first night, He's told you he's leaving. How how does someone operate after that? What do you what's your reaction? Yeah. You know, Keely, I feel like looking back now, I know that God had his hand all over that night. Um so at this point, he had already been gone for about a month or so. Um, maybe popping in for a minute or two to grab clothes before he left again and So on this particular night, I'd been at the gym with a girlfriend, and um, I got a text from him saying that he wanted to talk. It had been a while since I had heard from him, so of course, my first instinct was to pray that, you know, maybe this was going to be a a good talk. Um, But once we... Like he's coming back. Like, right, right, exactly. And that, yes, that was my prayer, and because, again, it was such kind of like a random thing to hear from him. Um, But unfortunately, that was not the case. Um, We both met at home, and... Um, basically he set me down and just began to tell me that news that no wife, um, ever wants to hear, but so many do, but so many do. And, and that, I think that's why I'm hoping that this podcast, this is what we're doing it for (laughs) to hopefully help, to help others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that night, I mean, I just remember thinking like, this can't be real. You know, I, it, you truly felt like. I was in a movie, you know? Um, So, after that, after hearing everything, um, you know, the crazy thing is kind of what happened next. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was just such a surreal moment. And all of a sudden, I I just remember we both stood up. And I just remember, you know, realizing that, this was going to be probably like the last time that I was ever going to get to hug my husband and ever get to touch my husband again. And it's crazy because I think, why did I even want to? But I remember like, that's all I wanted to do was just give him one last hug. And, and then I remember 
again, I don't know how this happened or why, but I just had this like overwhelming sense to just pray for him. And again, I don't know how the words came out and, and I don't even know what I said, but I remember standing there and crying and, and praying for him in that moment. And, you know, I don't know if that did anything for him or not, but I just have to believe that in that moment, like that changed me. And, you know, maybe that was the turning point yeah, for me. What, yeah. And maybe it did. And maybe it didn't do anything for him, but it's what you needed. And right. God gave that to you. And God gave me to, yes. And I will never be able to explain that moment. Like so out of body. I bet. So out of body. Yes. And I mean, it was, it was God. I mean, that that's the only word, um, to say. So yeah, after that, he left, and I think I pretty much just got in my car and I drove to my brother's house. Yeah. So this whole process, I think you said, took around nine months. Right. And until um, the day the divorce was finalized. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like from the outside, and you told me this is different, I feel like you stayed so positive and... You didn't. You weren't rude, and you just were upbeat, and you you accepted. You know, maybe maybe not, but it seemed like you accepted what had happened, and you had this positive attitude, and you're like posting scriptures and like lifting others up around you when you were in your lowest place. How do you, like right? Where does that come from? Yes. Okay. So honestly, Keely, I can only truly like I can only attest like my actions and my reactions. to to God. Again, um, I think at first for a long time, I was more just sad, you know, than mad, which again, maybe that's weird, but no. Yeah. But, and, and I was, I think, you know, for the long time, I just wanted more to help him and ultimately, you know, bring him back. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like God always put it on my heart to not act crazy, you know, or to do anything that I wouldn't be proud of. And, you know, I do remember thinking, like, well, if he comes back, like, I want him to be able to say, you know, wow, Cassie, you never lost your faith, or wow, like, you weren't even ever really that mean to me, you know? And I think I just hoped my patience would change things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, again, it was during that time that, like, never before in my life, I just literally had no other option but to press in to Jesus, and that was you know, finding scriptures, following inspirational quotes, um, whatever I had to do. And so I think during that time, it was like my relationship with Christ was becoming so strong. And I remember just thinking, I just felt like I needed to show and model that as best I could. So I think that really is what saved me from acting out in ways that maybe I would have later regretted. Yeah, absolutely. And I bet now looking back, you're so glad you you did. Oh, yeah, did definitely. Great. And obviously, I don't want to come off like, oh, I handled it all perfectly because I well, did yeah, it. it's so hard. You know, definitely not. There's there's definitely the, the angry, angry days, and those definitely came, you know. And um, But honestly, sometimes I feel like it, it takes the anger and the angry days to finally help you, you know, move on because you are, you're just so exhausted and so over it. And, you know, I remember towards the end praying like, God, will you please just hurry this up? Like I'm ready to move on and so that I can begin to heal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you said just now you said you were sad more than mad. And I know before you've mentioned that you felt like you were just losing Mm -hmm. and he kept winning. Like, what exactly does that look like? What do you mean by that? 
Um, yeah, I think it's just in those moments, you know, you do feel like you're the only one losing. You know, mm-hmm. I was losing my husband, my marriage, my house, you know, ultimately my freedom. I was about to have to move back in with my parents. And, you know, I think you just have all these dreams for your future and having kids and, you know, moving to different houses and traveling and whatever it is. And, you know, it's all just gone. And I think, you know, during like the storm and right in the middle, you know, you just feel like you can't catch a break. And, you know, because while your world has stopped, theirs hasn't. And so that's just hard. Yeah, absolutely. And you said in those next few months, you learned a lot being alone in your house with God because before you lost it, you were that you were living in it alone. Um, and I think you said something along the lines of it was just me and God in the house. Right. Yes. Like how, I mean, even yeah. like on the outside, it'd not be like, oh, you're probably lonely, but like tell them about on the inside, what was that like? Yeah. Um, well, and to reference to that, yeah, I, I remember literally, um, it was some of my last, you know, last few weeks, last month or whatever. And, um, you know, I would, I'd, by that point I had learned to be alone in the house, you know, and I'd gotten used to it. Um, but I just, I do, I remember going outside on days and just saying, you know, God, these are my last few moments in this house. And honestly, who better, who else would I want to spend it with than you, you know? And so Mm -hmm. that, I don't know, that just kind of got me through knowing that it was me and God and, and we, and we were going to be fine. Um, but also I think, you know, just little things, I think, um, most often it takes, you know, these uncomfortable situations for you to grow. And, um, (laughs) and I've learned that so much over this course of time. And, you know, when you have no other choice, you just learn to adapt. And so, you know, silly things like taking out the trash or, you know, having to load up my own luggage in the car, you know, making sure there's no bad guys in the shower, you know, (laughs) all those things I had to learn to do. And so, you know, pay the bills. Right. Exactly. And, you know, while I do long for that day to come again, where I do have someone else to help me with those things, you know, I'm happy to say for now, you know, I can do those things on my own. Yeah. So, so independent. And like, you know, I, I agree. You don't, see many people that are just full of joy and strong and even independent can play independence can play into it a little bit and you're not like okay they've been through something what have they been through something brought them to that point right um because you can growth only happens in tough situations it does and i've like i said seen that so many times now so yeah it's a positive yeah and then i know um we've talked about this privately I'm a huge fan of counseling. I've been, me and Brad have gone together, and I know you did some afterwards. There's kind of used to be this stigma around it, and it was only for certain people, and mm-hmm. people just, like, didn't want to put their pride aside, but I just think it's a huge deal, a huge helper. Yes. Do you feel like it benefited you? Oh, 100%, and I would recommend it every day. Same, Um yeah. For sure, you know, I mean... Yeah, like you said, you know, I went to counseling after the fact, and, you know, I truly believe it helped me so much. And so, yeah, I feel like it can help marriages. You know, I think we just often need an outside person, you know, that doesn't have any biases on us and can come in and say, you know, this is where you're liking, or this is where you can both work on it. And, you know, 
it's funny, I, I feel like I joke all the time that I feel sorry for my future husband because I feel like even <laughs> when we are like at our best, I'm going to be like, all right, let's head to counseling. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think I don't ever want to go through it again. And so I'm going to be, you know, yeah. way on top of things this next go around. Totally so. understandable. <laughs> totally understandable. I know you mentioned right after that night, you went to your brother's house. Um, after going through this together, what's that been like to go through it with your brother Right. I'm sure you're just so close. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So this, We already were close. We already were close, yeah. but this definitely took it up to a whole nother <laughs> yeah. level. But, you know, it, it is crazy because our situation is such a unique situation, you know, considering the circumstances. But it's like I know neither of us could imagine not having each other to lean on. Like, what a blessing to have my brother, you know, one of the literally closest people to me yeah. to go through this with. and. It was kind of a neat process to watch, really, because, you know, I'm the older sister, but so many times I felt like all of a sudden he was this, just this mature and wise guy for me, and Mm -hmm. um, I can remember so many times calling him, and he just kind of would calm me down and put things into perspective, so... um, after the fact, he became a lot more protective of me, which, of course, you know, you just love having <laughs> yeah, your brother there. And brother, yeah. So, yeah, I think we, you know, during that time, obviously, we hung out all the time. We talked daily. And it just, it really was a special time for us and just a unique bond that, you know, only we can share together. Absolutely. And I know we talked and you said when you're at the bottom that God just kept giving you what you needed and kept putting things in your lap. Do, are you talking about friendships, family accounts? Like what? What do? You, what does that mean? To right. You? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the friendships. You know, during that time, it was like God. I mean, God was just there and gave me. I feel like everything I needed. I can't tell you how many people, how many people just reached out constantly to tell me they were praying for me or, you know. You know, really just anything I needed, they would come sit with me. I could come to their house. They just, people were constantly reminding me that they loved me. And and it was just, that was such a, that was a huge thing. And still to this day, that is one of the biggest things that has encouraged me to be like, wow, like look at all the wonderful people that, that God has put in my life. Um, but also like during that time, previously, I don't even know that I even really knew much about the blogging world or ever really maybe needed to look up, but it was like all of a sudden, all of these like Christian authors or Christian bloggers stuff was like filling in my newsfeed. And mm-hmm. so it was, and all of a sudden it's like all of these inspirational messages that I needed in that day. Um, or yeah, it was like right in front of just you. right in front of me. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. Or I would open my Bible and there was a scripture I needed to hear. I would turn on to, you know, the Christian radio and it was like that song literally hit the spot for me. So it was just like through this whole process, God has really shown himself um, so much. And so I think, and that's just something I would encourage everybody. Just when you look for it, like God is there in so Uh many ways, in so many places. And so, yeah, if you go look at it, it's going to show up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so that was, that's been a really neat thing for me. Yeah. What are some of the things you read? I know you've mentioned an author or two before. Yeah. Um, oh goodness. Okay. So some of the things, so Lisa Turkhurst is one of my favorite. She was one of the first authors I found uninvited. Yes. I can't say enough good things about her. So her books, um, you know, she also is, 
over a ministry, Proverbs 31 ministry, and they've got, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little app that every morning you can take five minutes. It's called the First Five app, and that can start your morning. Um, there's so many others. Um, also, just even on the Bible app on my phone, you know, there's so many plans on there. Yeah. And I mean, there is a plan for every emotion, everything that I've ever felt. And so when I'm having like a very unjoyful day, like I go read a plan on how to find some joy, you know, or if I'm angry, you know, how to deal with the anger. So there's just, there was so many things and there still is. And I'd love to share all of them. Um, but yeah, well, and it's not going to be the same for everybody. It's going to be whatever they need and God kind of puts it in front of them. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can share with you later my list of books. <laughs> All your sure. list of books, uh-huh. I know. Um, man, I love a good a good Christian author. Oh, <laughs> a good self-help no. book. <laughs> self-help is like money thing. I love it. I know. Okay, so I want to know when we talk about finding purpose in the pain, what does that look like for you? Because... This is a painful situation, mm-hmm. but you had to kind of dig in and figure out, all right, what am I learning here? What am I doing it? What is my purpose in all of this? Right. I think for me, I mean, I know for me, um, the biggest thing truly that brings me purpose to my pain is, you know, when I write a blog post or post whatever it is, and when somebody reaches out and says, hey, Thank you for posting that today. That's what I needed to hear. Or that really helped me right now. Or maybe they tag a friend and you, you know, that, that they think needs to read it. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That just brings so much, I don't know, purpose to me. And, you know, throughout the process, you know, I, I've never been a writer, but it was just like during those, the first few months, it was just like, I kind of took to writing to get my thoughts and feelings out. And it was just I just, I guess, saw how much comfort I was finding, whether it was from my friends or my family or these books. And I thought, God is truly giving me what I need. I want to be able to share that because I know so many other people are hurting in this world. And so for me, that's that's a big thing. And, um, you know, even now, you know, I've had several friends and or people that maybe I don't know that well, but that have reached out to me and, you know, shared their marriage struggles and, Mm -hmm. you know, have come to me and wanting to say, well, how did you do it? How did you get through? And it's just like, I realize I'm like, God, like so many times, like, God, thank you. Like, this is the moment that all this was leading up to. Like, because, because I feel like, you know, I am their girl. I've been through this. I I can sympathize with them and I, you know, can give my advice and from what I went through. And so, I don't know. It just... It truly is a blessing to me if I feel like I can help minimize someone else's pain or maybe help save their marriage or just help their hurt. Um, It just really makes my situation so much more worth it. Yeah. A little over a year ago, Cassie decided to take her insights to the blogging world and began a blog focused on her journey of moving forward called Still She Laughs. With her blog, she speaks truth and positivity and shows the world that she is still laughing. And with her brightly colored posts and contagious smile, she is an absolute joy to follow on social media. But did that come easy for you to just be so vulnerable? Or 
were, did you have to kind of be pushed to be like, hey, start this blog? Or did, were your friends pushing you? Or were you yes. like, I'm going to share everything. This is it. You know, at first, you know, again, at first I think I just kind of was writing a few things out. And then... Like therapeutic for you thera- just to oh, kind of write? so therapeutic. Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> yes, I would like recommend it to anyone. And also because you can go back. It's, it's really helpful when you can go back and read maybe a journal entry from that day and to see how far you've come, you know? Um, so, so that was kind of, I guess what first started happening. And then yes, I had friends that I began to tell about this idea and they were all just so like, yes, do it. You have to. And so I would say my friends is what probably fully pushed me over the edge to, um, to finally start the blogging process. Yes. And this is just like a sidebar. It helps me write so much if I can like go buy a cute notebook. Yeah, <laughs> girl. Are you the yes. same way or do you like to write on your computer? I know some people have like journaling apps. Yeah. Um, I would say I do both. I've got, um, yeah. I bought like a little keyboard to go with my iPad. So I kind of like love do writing it on my iPad. Um, but I do also have Probably like four different journals yeah. with me currently at all times. I just grabbed the quickest one. Oh yes, it's all journals. It. I love it. I love it. All journals on the top shelf. But yeah, I'm such and I don't know. It just gets you excited to sit there and write. It really know. does. It it really <laughs> it really is a good thing. And and again, it, that just gives you purpose because you feel like I feel like you know God has given us this gift to write, and if He has entrusted us with this, then I feel like we have to do it. I feel like we have to share. Yes. So, yeah, absolutely. You kind of feel that tug and you can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Still She Laughs. Where did the name come from? It's a great name. Yes, well, thank you. Um, so the name, you know, comes from the verse in Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five. She laughs without fear of the future. Um, you know, when I first came across this scripture, I kind of like declared it mine. You know, I think yeah. I probably all do that with, with the verse, but... Um, I think I just realized that I wanted to incorporate um, She Laughs in there somehow. And so, um, actually, it was one night I was with one of my girlfriends, and she was actually the one who said, why don't you call it Still She Laughs? Um, Because even though, or just because through it all, you're still laughing. And so, I just love that. And so... Sitting on her bed in her apartment, still she laughs, came to life. Yeah. And why was it important for you to let people know that you were still laughing? Yeah, I think for a few reasons. Um, For one, because anyone who knows me knows I love to laugh. I always have. I love making people laugh. You know, I feel like it's just kind of my thing. And so I want people to know that. Yeah, you have a great laugh. (laughs) Oh, goodness. You're so sweet. Um, But, yeah, I think I just want people to know that, you know, what happened to me wasn't going to steal my joy. And it wasn't going to change who I was. You know, yes, did I get beat down for a while? A hundred percent. And were there times where laughter was absent? A hundred percent. But I think it just reminds me that this situation didn't win. I feel like I'm so much stronger than I ever was. And I just look at life so much differently now. And like the scripture tells us in Proverbs thirty-one twenty-five, you know, I can laugh without fear of the future because we know who holds our future. Um, so I think there's just really nothing to be too uptight about that we can't laugh. And secondly, I think I want people to know I'm laughing because I want them to know that they can laugh too. You know, if we're laughing, yes. I feel like that means we're trusting 
God that he's going to work out the situation. He's going to work out the season, these circumstances. And so if I trust him and if you trust him, you know, we can all laugh and just kind of start to live life lightheartedly. Yes. Live life lightheartedly. <laughs> yes, what <girl. laughs> a like hashtag or tweetable oh, moment. Goodness. Oh my word. Um, yeah, I love that. And yeah, just forget the little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then just going back to that verse, I, you know, I bet like if you sit there and think about it and dwell on it, I mean, it, Satan can really get you down and make you think like your future is unsteady, but for oh, you to yes. just hold on to that and live life lightheartedly. You really do. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Because we know you love to laugh and it's the name of the blog, I want to know three quick things, or it doesn't have to be quick, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a long joke, whatever. What makes you laugh? What makes you laugh really hard? Just cackle. Yes. You know, honestly, I feel like I'm probably laughing the hardest with my friends and family. Honestly, I, you know, I feel like I've got a funny family. I I do. I really do. And so I think we're, that's when I'm laughing the most and the hardest. And honestly, it's when we're like making fun of ourselves. But, um, so that, yeah, I do love a good joke. I love funny movies and, you know, I like listening to comedians. I don't know. Um, who do you, what comedians do you like? So, Funny you ask. Nate Vergazzi. He oh is my, my favorite. Gosh. Do you love him? Do you know him? <laughs> Only like blowing the speakers out. I love Nate Vergazzi. Oh, he's from Nashville. He's from Nashville. Yes. So I, uh, he's like the funny. I have listened to his. Yeah. Like I think he's only got like a couple, on. two episodes, but <laughs> I have listened to them over and over, and it is uh, yes. So those are the things that made me yes. laugh. So go follow Nate Vergazzi. <laughs> Shout out to Shout Nate Vergazzi. Um, he's hilarious. He is. Um, was there anything else that I cut you off? No. Okay. <laughs> no, nothing else <laughs> nothing makes me laugh. Nothing else is funny. <laughs> um, okay. As you're thinking about the future, for people who might find themselves in their situation, either young and divorced, or even like me, young, married, or even just married people, you said you've had people reach out to you and talk to you about their marriage struggles. What kind of advice do you have? What what do you feel like you've learned? Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing would be, you know, just don't take your marriage for granted. Um, you know, I think all the little things that, you know, we think annoy us and all the times that we don't put in the extra effort because we don't think that we need to, I can promise you that if it is taken from you, that, you know, once it's gone, you would give anything to have those moments back. Um, you know, if that person and all their quirks and faults were gone, again, I can promise you would wish to have them annoy you a thousand more times. And Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes I think, you know, if I could have just, you know, skipped my favorite TV show alone in bed to go snuggle up to him in his football game, you know, I think it's, um, and, you know, I think there's just the petty things that, you know, we wish were different about our spouse. I think looking back, you realize, you know, there's 10 other great things to that one downfall. So I think just, yeah, don't take it for granted and, you know, really try hard. And, you know, I'm not saying any of this because that's where I'm at anymore. You know, that part of my story is over and I know that. But, you know, I'm saying these things for the people who are married and struggling because marriage is hard. and So hard. So hard. And, you know, it was never promised to be easy, but it is promised to be worth it. And I think I just want to remind people that 
people in general, you know, including your spouse, like they're going to fail you, you know, they're human and they're, they're not going to be able to fulfill every need, but they're also not designed to. So you've got to remember that only God can do that. So I think my advice is to press into him, you know, both of you have to do that. And, you know, if your relationship with Jesus isn't the most important, then there's a good chance that the relationship with your spouse won't be either. So yeah, that's true. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's so true. I know I heard a story one time about a widow, and she wrote a post, I think. I think I saw it on Facebook a few years ago. And she was like, I used to always complain about picking up my husband's socks. And what I would do to pick up my husband's socks again. Mm -hmm. And it just, like, you know, tears you to pieces. It's like, and so that's great advice. so true. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely great advice. And I want to know, you're so open about wanting to find love again. So even though this is the Strong and Beautiful Women (laughs) podcast, if there's any single men out there. (laughs) Right. Cassidy is a gorgeous woman looking for love. too sweet. And, um, you know, how have you allowed yourself not to be jaded? Because I think a lot of people go through this process and they just think, this is not for me. Love is not for me. Marriage mm-hmm. is not for me. It's too hard. The risk is too big. Right. That's not your attitude at all. <laughs> well, well, and trust me, there's, there's, sure you know, this. yeah, there's the times and, you know, sometimes I think, oh my goodness, like, am I going to have trust issues forever? Um, you know, and, and I hate that for whoever that next guy is, but I think I also just remember, you know, what it does feel like to be in love and the fun parts of being in a relationship. And so I just choose to believe that God, you know, really does have this perfect man out there for me. And so it gives me something exciting to look forward to. Um, And then I think also, I just one day came to the realization that, you know, God could have brought my marriage back to me. And, you know, because I surely prayed and pleaded with him plenty of times for that, but he didn't. And so because of that, you just have to choose to believe that there's a reason and that God has something so much bigger and better and brighter for you and, and for me. And so... I think it's just important to remember, you know, God doesn't bring us this far only to bring us this far. You know, there's so much more up ahead and, and he's going to see it through. Yes, absolutely. And now being through what you've gone through, you have this really unique perspective on life. You have this great outlook. Share just a little bit of those thoughts. I know when you say these things, it makes me want to be like, preach. So I think everybody <laughs> needs to hear your Um, perspective. Yeah. So I think just kind of in a summary of everything and how I feel, you know, I don't want to, so I just, I think want to get the point across that, you know, what happened to me is really just a small portion of my story, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And I've always just not wanted to focus so much on what actually happened because, you know, I just feel like that's the devil's work and he doesn't deserve to take any more of our, of my thoughts or, or my time on that. And so I just, my whole hope is to focus so much more on what happened after the fact, you know, where God began to rewrite my story. Um, you know, I think the enemy, he has a few paragraphs in my story, but Jesus is on all the pages of my book. Um, you know, the enemy is going to get in a few chapters, but God is the author and perfecter of our story. And so the devil is never going to have the last word. Mm. So, and yeah. so I kind of think that that's it. And just, 
you know, I just remind myself, like, let this make you better, not bitter, you know, and it's super easy to get bitter, yeah. and, you know, I have those moments, but I want it's another hashtag, better, better not <laughs> better, bitter, not bitter, <laughs> oh my goodness, so, yeah, I guess that would kind of be my, yeah, summary, so the devil might be in there some, he might be in the book, mm-hmm. because he's in all of our books, right. we're all human, mm-hmm. but... Jesus is on every page. On every page. And Absolutely. we just have to remember that and, and trust in that and believe it, you know, and that's what helps yeah. us get through. So Yeah, and you're just so faithful. And does that just come from, like, staying in the Word daily or, like, your upbringing? You know, um, I mean, I guess a little bit of both. Well, you know, kind of like you, I know we were both raised in church and um, involved. But honestly, I can truly say it was not until... Th- this happening mm-hmm. that I truly, really, you know, I just became so much closer and so much deeper in my relationship with God when this happened, you know. And again, I think it, it was like all of a sudden I had, I felt like I had there was there was nothing else, nothing else was gonna comfort me mm-hmm. like Jesus was. And so I think to how to your question, how do you stay faithful? It it really is. I mean, it it, it is a daily choice. You know, you have to to stay in the Word and, and make that time. But I can promise you it is so worth it. You know, like I said, I grew up going to church and I knew those things, but I don't really feel like I ever just, like, had this craving to read my Bible or really yeah. ever did Same. it. Not until I've been through. Not until you go stuff. through, like, life. Yeah. yeah, hard things. And now it's like I want to read every single day because, I, because I'm, like, so, I mean, I'm hungry to learn more, but also because life is so hard, I'm constantly needing a reminder or a piece of encouragement that's going to get me through my day. And, you know, you you will always find that mm-hmm. with God, you know. And it, it, the Bible talks about He gives you this peace that really does surpass all understanding. And that's the only way I can even, you know, yeah, I guess kind of amount to a lot of the things that happened and how I even got through anything. It was just like God just gives you this comfort that yeah. you, you don't know you that you could have. And, you know, yeah. I know there's been times in my life when I've literally, the prayers are just like, help. Like, just the yes. shortest prayers. Because it's all you can squeak out. Exactly. If, if you can really. even get any words out. Mm-hmm. And I know there have been times, just when you're at your lowest, that you realize how much you need it. Exactly. It's kind of like when you go through, um, like, you'll go, me and my friends just make me laugh. Because we did like a <laughs> challenge where we were trying to drink like, 100 ounces of water a day. Okay. And then you, like, go the next couple of days and you don't drink as much water. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm thirsty. Yes. When you are when you go from being hydrated to dehydrated, it's kind of like that. It's Healy, like, that is wonderful. I love that. <laughs> that's just what made me think oh of it. Oh, my goodness. But that's so true. Like, you're getting in the Word and you read. But, yeah, I admire people who can just get up every morning and they just get in the Word and get in the Word. But I agree. Growing up, it was just like, I, you know nobody's fault of my own. I just didn't really have that craving until you go through life and you get older and things get pretty tough. And then it's just like, oh, I need this. Exactly. And not only is God just like helping me get through something, like I'm not just like surviving, but I'm also thriving and like living on joy. And I think like that's where what it comes down to. Couldn't have said it any better myself. (laughs) I feel like I just repeated what you said. (laughs) No, no, you didn't. That was so good. Okay. So 
something I ask every pe- every people <laughs> something I ask every person that comes on the podcast um two questions okay what is strong it can be funny it can be serious what is strong yeah what does that mean um I think strong is saying God I can't but you can Mm-hmm. Um, it's not given into the devil when he wants you to stay stuck in your sadness. I think strong is getting help and strong is knowing that God is bigger than anything this world can throw at you and learning to try and take life as lightheartedly, you know, as you can, because God, you know, is going to bring you through. And, you know, the Bible even says in second Corinthians, when I'm weak, I'm strong. Um, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, because God is our strength and, and uh, he can shine through in those moments usually, Absolutely. you know, most. And what I hear you say is strength isn't actually like when you step up and you're like, I'm this and I'm that. It's like kind of putting your pride down and saying like, exactly. oh, I need help. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that, that does take a lot of strength. It's not something people think about. Yeah. And, okay, secondly, what is beautiful? You know, I think beautiful is just being you, as cheesy as that may sound, but I think just no. accepting your flaws and your failures and deciding to be confident anyways, because, you know, God made you on purpose and you're perfectly beautiful just the way that you are. Yeah. Okay. So now that we have all this wise sage advice from you, we want more. <laughs> where can we find you? Um, are you on social media? Uh where can we read your blog? Tell us where we can find you. Yes. So you can find Still She Laughs on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Still She Laughs. And also there should be a link in Instagram um, to my WordPress, which is CassidyJoe29.wordpress.com. Yeah. Um, and so you can find the full blogs there as well. Awesome. And so that's going to be in your Instagram bio. Yes. Perfect. Cassie, thank you so oh, much for coming to talk to me. Keely. I love your willingness to share and be open and speak some real truth over us. It has just been so awesome. Uh, well, I'm so honored that you asked me. Um, so, yeah, just thank you so much, Keely. You are a beautiful friend, and I'm thankful to get to uh, do this with you. <laughs> You're sweet. <laughs> thank you. You guys, Cassidy was such a joy to have on, and I seriously am going to try to hashtag live life lightheartedly. I mean, what a great perspective on life, Cassidy. Um, I think that needs to be the official tagline of your blog. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the second episode of the Strong and Beautiful Women podcast. Thank you so much for the love on last week's episode. If you all haven't heard Haley Waldron tell her story yet, you're going to want to listen to that as well. Just go back to episode one. Um, I want to thank Cassie again for coming on and just being so vulnerable. Go show her some love on her Instagram and Facebook. I'll link those down below along with some of the other things we talked about today. And if you did enjoy this podcast, please rate and review it. It just really helps us be found easier in iTunes. And that's it, you guys. I hope you have an awesome week. I want you to remember you are strong, beautiful, and so much more.